0: Deep to right field, way up.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to a brand new Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast, as ever with me, Dave Shaw, and 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 now Alex Carr, guys. I don't know what Alex is. He's he's gone big time now. He's uh he's smashing it on Twitter. He's smashing it on Twitch on the Good Fight, and he's
0: come gone. on, Alex. I
1: mean, what was, was he doing? He's too big he's, for he's this. He's gone. He's too big for us now. He's he's grown his wings and gone to bigger and better things, and. You know, don't, Alex, if you're listening, bro, where are you, man? And and don't forget us now, you're all big time, you know, don't forget your roots. No, no, I'm joking, Alex, Alex is a, is a busy man, he is smashing it at the moment, and uh, I couldn't be happier for him, and uh, we will get Alex back, he'll be back, right, Alex, you will, <laughs> hopefully, but, but, we've got a very special guest today, another great guest on the show, it is the UK Phillies fans favorite podcast no doubt the high hopes it is jack fritz ladies and gentlemen Woo, jack how are you mate
0: uh what's happening brother i'm so glad that we were able to do this uh it's been fun seeing seeing you from afar i i think it's so cool when uh people who aren't obviously from philadelphia like become fans of of the teams here because like if you know the city at all like it's such not a bandwagon place like, exactly, it, no one is, no one's like, you know, chopping at the bit to become a, a Philadelphia <laughs> sports fan. It is uh, mostly misery, but uh, and it, you've obviously experienced that with the last couple of September. So you're, you're, you're well-versed in <laughs> Philly sports misery. Absolutely. So um, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So I'm excited to be here, man. I, I, thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. And while we're on the love in, as Jack knows, I'm a huge fan of the high hopes podcast. And guys, if you, any of you listening who haven't heard of it yet, I don't know who Jack is. God, God, come on. Then guys, podcast, Apple podcasts, get on it or whoever your podcast provider is. And while you're subscribing to this one, of course, just type in high hopes. I think on the UK one, it's like the fourth high hopes There's a BBC high hopes podcast and some oh. other that high hopes equivalents, but UK uh, the Phillies one, high hopes is the fourth on the list. Subscribe to it. James and Jack are absolutely brilliant at it. And Jack, your podcast is a, a bit of a fan's favorite in, in the UK group. I think it's this time last year on the UK Phillies Facebook group plug um, that we had, we had a discussion about podcasts and The Good Fight got a good mention and, and John and Justin Liz do a great job there and the NBC yeah, podcast so. got a mention. and I had to shoehorn my own podcast into get a mention. Kevin yeah. Francis, friend of the show, a former guest podcast, but your podcast, High Hopes, so overwhelmingly popular, man, you're 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 a big deal over here.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, high hopes is like my favorite thing to do in the world. Um, I think it, it, the people that listen to it, I think can tell that James and I like James has, a, has a, another podcast, too. It has to talk about the Eagles. Sounds awful. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then obviously we do all the work here in the, the station, and that's great. Um, and it's, it's the best, it's the best job in the world, but high hopes is like, it's our, it's our little, little baby. And, uh, it's, it's crazy how much it's spread just from two guys who literally just love talking baseball. I mean, back when I was an intern, uh, under James, actually, uh, that's how I met him. And we, we started up our conversations, just talking baseball. And, uh, the fact that we're here and we're, um, and we're, we're doing this together and, you know, it's reached the UK. We have a nice little fan base over there. I think that is the. The coolest thing in the world. So uh, to all the UK fans, I hope one day we can go over. What is, what is the bar over there? It's pass uh... Pasiunka Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, will have to get over there. Hopefully, the next time the Eagles play in London, uh, we can we can work our way over there. Or maybe, hey, maybe the Phillies will play in the Yankees Red Sox thing. Like yeah, uh, they did that.
1: Yeah. Well, that got canned. Unfortunately, it was due to be the Cubs and Cards, and then COVID, and, yeah. and they were there were muting talks of Phillies Mets. It's gone now. <laughs> the, dream, the dream's died. Thanks, COVID. Um, but your podcast, man, like, I, I think the best thing about it, the chemistry between you and James is fantastic. And not only that, it's like listening, and it's a compliment, it's like listening to two mates sat in a pub, having a pint, discussing Phillies baseball, and we are all welcome. Because you make us feel all involved. And you two epitomize the Phillies fan base. And so, your your is brilliant. Like, and you've got to have a sense of humor about the Phillies and Philly sports because yeah. ugh, otherwise you're just going to cry. It's laugh or cry with the Phillies, you know. Um, but you, you guys have this natural knack of making us all feel like we're in the room with you and we're, we're, we're involved in the discussion. You know, we we laugh with you, we celebrate the victories and the great news together, and then we all cry and <laughs> drown our sorrows when it all goes wrong. But that's what I love about your podcast is, and it's so knowledgeable but it's not like an intimidating patronizing way. Like some podcasts just throw info at you and it's sort of monotone and you're sort of like, Whoa, okay. Overload you guys. And sometimes there's parts in your podcast. I'm laughing along going, I have no idea what they're talking about, (laughs) but it's still funny. Um, And that's, that's what you two do. So great. And I've learned a lot about the Phillies from you guys in a different perspective as well. So I got to thank you. And uh, yeah, the podcast rocks guys. That, that that's the loving.
0: That's the loving done. That's a heck of a plug. I gotta I gotta say, you know, we try not to we try not to bog people down with like FIP talk, you know. FIP FIP gets pretty nerdy when yeah, we get yeah. into it, but uh, but I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here.
1: Awesome. Let's let's get into it, Jack. Let's get yeah. into it. 24 hours on. JT is back at the Phillies. Yes, another one of those like Brian Bryce Harper Simon is where were you moments. Right. Like again, I was at home since the news came through from a an unreliable source for me. I don't not, was not used to the source. I can't remember who plugged it first, but it was sort of like, oh, hold on a minute. I don't recognise this guy. Who is this guy? Is it is this, this legit? And then it all came through, punched the air, let out a big scream, woke the baby up. Yes, JT's a Philly. Five years, uh fifteen mil. Let's run it to fifteen mil. Yes. Um some of the money is deferred. Uh, Jack, for those who may not know what that means, because there's a lot of new fans to the Phillies and baseball who listen to this podcast, what does he mean by the money? some of the money is being deferred? Does that go back to the Phillies for extra money on players' wages to spend this year?
0: Uh, so basically, it just means they push the money uh, back a lot. So, like, uh, JT's only making, I think, 15 this year. Um, so they'll, they'll pay him on the back end of it. So the Phillies want to keep uh, the the salaries down this year so that they can hopefully spend more money on players this year. So it doesn't affect uh, that standpoint. Uh, I think it has to do with the luxury tax now, um, but it does not affect the overall AAV of the contract. So uh, it just it just means that they're they're gonna pay him eventually. Like the, the the Nationals did this forever. Like I think I think Scherzer is gonna be paid till he's like 20 until like the year 2040. Just um, <laughs> because they kept they just keep pushing the money back. So it's it's one it's like. You know, obviously, the Mets are the famous one. They did this with Benia, where it was like, we'll pay you a million dollars every year for the next, like, 20 years. <laughs> that's um, just crazy. Yeah, so basically, it's just to kind of keep some money free for this year, um, and then they'll pay him eventually. And, and hopefully, by them doing that, they'll go out and, and spend some more money and, and make this team good uh, right now. So that, that's what the old deferred payment means. They took that a, a page right out of the Nationals, uh, the Nationals playbook.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, five years as well. Good deal for the Phillies. Good deal for both parties. Good deal for JT. Good deal for the Phillies. It, it works for us, but well, both for us. Um, Alex Carr said it back in November when we podcasted in the season that he feels, and I quote, the Phillies have read the room to perfection and we will get JT. That was back in November. Hey, he called it. And Jack, they did. And you've, as much as people are going to hate it, Clentac did play a part in that.
0: Yeah. 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 He <laughs> did. I guess, I guess <laughs> to give him a little bit of credit there. Um, yeah. He's, he's always been generally pretty good at reading the market um, for his obvious flaws that Clentac had. Um, he was good at, at reading the market. I mean, he did it with Arietta. I mean, Arietta was ed- entering into that offseason thinking he was going to get like 150 million. And Clentac <laughs> was like, no, you're not. And you're not getting that much money. <laughs> Uh, Bryce, I mean, there was talk of like four hundred million dollars, and, and 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 Clint X said no. Uh, I think the one he got wrong was Machado. I thought at his evaluation, mm-hmm. I think, it was two eighty, um, and he ended up getting three hundred. And then JT, you know, I think I think JT's agent was pretty bad. You know, I mean, the floating out a two hundred million dollars thing was just not believable at all. Yeah. Um, he was not going to get that kind of money. Like for, for as great as JT is, and I think JT's great. Like Joe Mauer, when he signed that contract, was was an MVP candidate. I mean, Joe. Joe Mauer is a legitimate Hall of Fame caliber catcher. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, yeah, and he got 184 million dollars, and JT beat that, and that's good. It's just the whole idea behind. Yeah, you can totally get 200 million dollars, especially given the current climate we're in with the with the whole pandemic and whatnot. Like it was just always unbelievable. So um, they did a good job breathing the market, and um, they end up getting like I just think it's a good deal for both sides. I mean, JT beats the AV record. He gets 23.1 million. Instead of 23, <laughs> 23, <laughs> that, uh, that extra hundred K really massive. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's good from that standpoint. And ultimately, if you're JT, you feel like the Phillies wanted you like, sure. The Phillies could have played harder. They could have played harder ball and got it probably down closer to a hundred million dollars, but they got their guy back and they, they kept Bryce happy. They kept their fans happy. I think it's just a win-win for everyone involved. And, um, I I just I'm I'm ecstatic that he's back, and I just yeah. think he's going to continue to grow um, into more of a legend in this town.
1: Absolutely, and, I, and like he said, uh, one of the again name's gone, but he's he said to somebody that, that he's coming home, he's coming back, he's coming home, and that's good to hear. I know it's a small comment, but he feels like this is home. This is where he wanted to be. Five years, boom, at least three, four 0s are going to be pretty productive years. Years four and five, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we've made the playoffs and contending by by the time he's past his peak. Uh, it would be a uh,
0: disaster if they're not in the playoffs <laughs> in the next three years. I mean, it, it's a very real possibility. I hear you, but I, I'm not ready to live in that kind of... In no, that kind of. No, I, I can't.
1: Jack, I can't. Like, October rocked me hard. Like, no playoff baseball. i have to be on the brink for all September, especially what happened the year before that. And the, the well, drought.
0: I don't want to, I don't want to slow the interview down, but cause do you remember, were you around for the run? Like were you a Phillies fan during the, the great run from 07 to 11? Or was that before Jack, or before you?
1: Jack, 2012, 2012. Oh, the
0: worst. Yeah. Like, You're, that's. I've, awful. Never seen that's... A winning,
1: I've never seen a winning season. Oh, what does it feel like, brutal. Jack?
0: This is brutal. Cause 2012 was the year that, uh, obviously Howard's coming off the injury and then they come back, yeah. and then they, the, the freaking Astros series. In the end of twenty twelve, where we're I I don't listen. I know he's a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of mine as well. The collapse is all on Kevin Franzen. It was all <laughs> Kevin, Franzen, all Kevin Franzen's fault uh, for the Phillies not making the playoffs in twenty twelve. I mean, talk about a rough time to hop in. You, yeah, you, you 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 have earned your 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 pin my friend. I
1: hope so. I, like someone told me at the end of the season in twenty twelve, he said, Kid, get used to this. This is this is the Phillies now. This is this is get used to this." And he was right because it just we blowed from there after. Uh, my, my first game uh, was at Citizens Bank Park it was against the Pirates when Utley returned off the uh, off the DL and hit a home uh, run, and the the place went crazy. And I had no idea about baseball at the time. I thought, oh, this is amazing, and, and people were going, oh, this this team are going to ride a wave. Still, you know, Utley's getting on and, and how's getting on, but we've got we're going to be contending for a good few years. It never got never got <laughs> never got going. Never got good, but I no. wouldn't have it any other way, Jack. I. I love this team. I'm in. I, I've been in sports all my life. I know that you ride the lows with the highs, and especially following a team like the Phillies when the highs come, it's going to be worth it. Because uh, we, we, we've ridden these lows for the last six, well, no, nine, nine, eight, nine, nine years.
0: Yep, <laughs> almost a decade. Almost a decade. Yeah, oh, I mean, God. listen, we're going we're gonna to certainly deserve it when they get back to the postseason. We, we have been through the ringer. I mean, because with, with the, the Marlins got in, and then now it's... Uh,
1: that's hard to take.
0: Yeah, that, and then now it's us, us and the Mariners. uh,
1: Yeah, the Mariners are due as well. Like every, every year, at the start of every year, I go into work and I book off a week in October in hope that we make the playoffs and I can get out there. And by about, well, usually by the end of August, my boss goes, Do you want that time off in October? I'm like, "Mm, no, I'll, I'll probably be in. (laughs) And yes, I've worked every October, (laughs) but, but it's going to change, Jack. It's going to it's change. It's going to change. Yep. Going to change. JT is not dumb. Oh, Always, always. I'm a glass-half-full guy. As everyone knows, listen to this podcast, I'm positive, And I end up building my hopes up so much at the start of the season that it's probably why I get so hurt. Because oh, I let myself go. But you, I can't not. You know, I That's love it. Right, too. That's what I do too. Um, right, so. Uh, 20 mil. So yeah, beat the record by 100,000. So we've got JT and Knapp. So the, the catching sorted. And Knapp's a great backup. If he can bounce off last season, I'm, I'm happy with Knapp being a, a backup. And where do you sell Andrew Knapp? Because I, I like the guy. I think he had a good year. And actually, he answered a lot of critics. A lot of critics on his back going into last season. And I thought he was solid, considering.
0: Yeah. And one of those critics was definitely Seltzer. I mean, Seltzer was not a big Knapp <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, and he's, I think he, I think he went out to prove James wrong last year. That's, that's the story I'm sticking with. Um, but yeah, Nappy's fine. And Nappy's great because like he, he, he just knows that he's not that great and he's not going to push JT for playing time and he's perfectly fine catching, catching 30 games a year and, and whatnot and, and working good at bat, always worked a strong AB. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with Napp You know, I think he actually... I think he calls a better game than JT just from a pitch calling standpoint. I think guys like throwing to him. Um, and I just I like the way he commands the pitching staff. Um, obviously, JT, what he does, you know, throwing out runners and pitch framing and all that. But I like the game that Nappy calls a lot. Yeah, uh, um, I always thought that him and Eflin were on, on a good roll there together. So I like I like Nappy a lot. I think he's fine. It, people get too worked up about a guy that plays 30 games a year. Like in a yeah, games. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Nappy barely plays. Like, let's, let's, he's not the problem with the Phillies. And far too often, I would say in the last couple of years, people will be like, ah, oh, Nappy, get rid of him. I'm like, no, he's fine. Just leave Nappy yeah. alone. The, the official official position is leave Nappy alone.
1: That, that's good. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And we were, we were back into the high hill last year. He didn't let us down because uh, he was, he went, when called upon, he was, he was solid. He did a job. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> the problem is far from Andrew Knapp. What the Phillies do next is the big question because it came out last night. Diddy wants 30 mil for two years, 50 uh, 50 mil a year. That doesn't leave us with a lot if we were to do that deal. I I reckon we can still knock him down from there, but we'll see. So, Jack, what do the Phillies do? Do they pay this money for Diddy and leave us a little bit short when we still need a centre fielder? we still need a rotation arm, and we still need bullpen arms, or do we save that money and put it into a good rotation arm and a good bullpen, and what, what we've got in the infield, what, what do the Phillies do next, because it's quite an important move
0: yeah, so I think they're going to re-sign Didi um, I was surprised that they did not sign Andrew Allen Simmons
1: um, yeah, that was a shock
0: yeah, I feel like the agent might have floated that out there uh, just to get the Twins to kind of give a little bit more money so, I'm surprised Andrew Allen Simmons isn't here but here's my thing with, with Didi and it's kind of how I felt about JT uh, towards the end was, you know, the, the, the agent tried to throw the Braves in there, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the Braves <laughs> have Darno, and they're not going to spend this kind of money on JT. The Reds have been spending all offseason trying to shed salary. I mean, there's, they, mm-hmm. they've traded Asiel Iglesias. They didn't re-sign Bauer. Um, there's been talks about moving Luis Castillo. They, they, they've uh, put Mustakis and Castellanos and, and Yueno Suarez. Like they put all those guys on the block. That doesn't seem like a team that's going to turn around and give Didi two years, $30 million. So I wonder if this is more the, them trying to get more money of the Phillies or if this is... I, I, just, I think it's a bluff. I think it's one big yeah, bluff. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I, think think, he, I don't think he's going to get two years, $30 million. I think he'll get... I think it's going to be like two years, 24-ish, maybe. You know, Get it down a little bit and, and save some money there and then use that money elsewhere. But I do think Didi's going to be back because ultimately, if I'm the Phillies I'm looking at this team... I'm looking at, I just signed JT, Alec Boehm came up last year, Harper's here, you have Wheeler, Nola, Eflin, so hopefully Spencer Howard takes a step forward, like, these next three years are really the time you gotta go for it, and I'm not saying they have to go over the luxury tax, they probably won't, but there's no excuse not to get at least close to it, and they, they, they have, what, uh, tw- about 30 million to spare right now, uh, before they yep. have to go to the luxury tax, so it's time to go, it's time to go a little bit further in, they, they, they might be the fourth best team in the NL East right now, I mean, the NL East is loaded, yeah. It's crazy it's brutal. It's crazy how good it is right now, which is, it makes it more fun. I'm always a guy like people always like, you know, talk about how, ah, the NL is so tough. Like that must suck. I'm kind of always on the opposite side. Like I like it. Like I think it makes it way more interesting and it makes us hate the teams more like the, like I wish you could have experienced the 07 to <laughs> oh, <Mets>. the 07 <laughs> to 11. Mets were the worst, but it just made it more fun. It made it more fun to, to, to compete with those guys. Yeah. So um, I, I just think that I think dd will be back. I think he'll be the shortstop. I don't think I don't think they're going to go into this year with Gene Segura back at shortstop. I think that would be a disaster. And we have no idea what we can expect from Scott Kingery. I mean, Kingery is Kingery. We have no yeah. idea. We have no idea. So Kingery a
1: strange one. You're sort of just waiting for him to produce, really. Yep. I, I, I don't know. No. We have we've, we've invested heavily in Kingery. Maybe a little bit prematurely after a good spring training, but the Phillies liked what they saw. They they went in, and we're still. I, I know he was hit heavily by COVID last year, and he said himself, it 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 knocked him out. It 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 did affect him, and he started to get better again. towards September, but you feel that he's got so much potential. Just come on, you know, come on, Scott, I know. To, to, to I know.
0: see it. Yeah, you know, I, and I. I, I still hold out hope. I know it's it sounds bad and whatever. And I know I had like that rant last year after the Marlins <laughs> series where I was like, "What is he good at?" But I still believe in him because I still believe in the talent. I mean, I saw it coming up through the minor leagues, and I think his problem for me is like he's he's just gotten away from from the fundamentals of hitting. And I know that sounds like <laughs> old schoolish, you know, in, in the day of launch angles and all that stuff. But really. He should be a doubles hitter, and he's trying to be a 30-home run guy. Just just be a doubles hitter. You already got your contract. And, um, and hopefully he works with the guys like Jason Ochard and all those guys and, and gets back on the right track. Because there is a talented player in there, and, he, and I think he is a special defensive player. Um, mm. But then after that, like, you know, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do in center field. It's, it's so weird because Roman Quinn is definitely not that good, but, but Joe Girardi seems to really like him. Um And I do think he has a role in the team. It's just like a late inning guy versus a starter. And then Hazley, I don't know. He he seems like a fourth outfielder type to me. Doesn't seem like an everyday. He can do it day in day out. Um, and they sure seem to think he's not a guy that can hit lefties. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they if they if they got a guy like JBJ. But again, that's going to cost you another you know fifty million or whatnot to to, to get JBJ in here. So. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what their plan is with, with center field. Um, and then the bullpen, I think they'll make one more kind of impactful signing. Like a guy like Shane Green makes a lot of sense. And then yep. they'll be going for the uh, Francisco Liriano, Bud Norris, uh, the, the scrap heap <sighs> to try to round out the rest of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was looking at this earlier on. And I'm, I was like, uh, yeah. It's, it's the usual names that are usually on that scrap heap as well, isn't it? Um, but the bullpen is, I was looking at it as, it's it's not hard to be better than last year. It was one of the worst in history. It was yes. it, is, it was a disaster. Um but Bradley, Alvarado, uh Connor Brogdon, Coonrad, um, uh, yeah, he's he's got this, he, if they can sort his command out, who knows? It, I I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh Caleb work with some of these guys. Um Hale ha- is an interesting one because he actually had a pretty good set of temp, which is overshadowed by everything that happened, obviously. But Hale had nine innings, only let up two earned runs, had an ERA of 1.95. Um, he actually was one of the guys, I mentioned it in the podcast last year. Hale was sort of under the radar decent. So if, if, big if, he can kick on, okay, he's going to be a, a, a good addition. Neris, Jojo, uh, then you've got the left-handers of Suarez, Irvin, Jones. I don't think Jones will feature too much. But I look at it and I feel... Uh, more confident than i did last year about this bullpen
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm with you just having archie and, and alvarado who i hope is healthy uh, i have some c- concerns about his his shoulder for sure um but even just you see guys like brogdon come up and i the first time he came up he just didn't look ready wasn't ready for for major league baseball but then he went down and he came back up but he just he was hit 97 in the race series i mean I know the race series was a disaster for a lot of people. <laughs> I think that was my favorite series of the year just because of Connor Brogdon. I mean, I, I saw the next Ryan Matson and Connor Brogdon. So oh. uh, def, definitely in on him. Um, uh, they, 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 at least they're bringing in the right kind of guys. I mean, they're, they're bringing guys that are throwing hard and, and, yeah. and finally giving some power to the back end of the bullpen that hasn't been there. You know, I think a lot of people don't like Hector Naris which is, you know, whatever. Like I think he's good. I think Hector Naris is a fine closer. Do I think he's a, a 30 save guy that that you trust day in day out? No, I don't think Hector Naris is that, but Hector Naris is my closer is fine and, and especially if you have a mm. guy like Archie Bra- If you can have the pairing of Jose Alvarado and Archie Bradley get you through the 6th, 7th, and 8th inning on most nights, you're going to be a better ball club and then you can just have Hector handle the ninth. Like there yeah. th- th- that that Three is already much better and if you add a guy like shane green that's another late inning weapon that can help him out and, and and that's what stinks about um you know talking about budget restrictions and all that stuff is because there's so much talent available on the free agent market in the bullpen that they could fix this thing in, in, in a minute but mm. they're just and it's it's the reality of the situation they're not they're not totally doing it um but yeah i I look at the bullpen on paper. You're a little bit higher on David Hale than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I'm, I'm I'm finding the positives. I'm trying to I was just trying to find the
1: positives.
0: David Hale does not do it for me at all. <laughs> um, but sure, I mean, look at that 195 VRA with the Phils last year. So um, I, I'm not a huge David Hale guy, but just know, the, just the idea, just the idea of having at least those three and uh, uh, uh Bradley. And Alvarado, that gives me three guys that have done it before. And then you mix in Jojo, who's who was somehow throwing 97 last year. I saw Jojo Romero pitch in double A two summers before, and it was like 91. And I was like, this guy stinks. Not good. Comes back 97 last year. And I was like, what, what, what happened? And then you, you paired that with a guy like Connor Brogdon who came up, nasty changeup, 97. And then you, you mentioned Damon Jones there a little bit. I think I love that kid. I really do. You, do, you, do you think
1: we'll see him next year? I think, think it's so. a bit too early?
0: No, I think, I think we're close to seeing him this year. Nice. Um, and, and next year, you know, he's, he's spending, it seems like he's spending all off season at Driveline um, out in Seattle working with the Phillies PD guys. So he's a guy that I think could take a nice step forward. And, and again, your parent, he's, he's one of those guys that's obsessed with all the information. All the information, all the data, all that stuff. Um, and that's what Caleb Coffin is so great at at digesting yeah, and getting yeah. out to. I am really, really high on Damon Jones, and uh, I know he's a friend of the podcast. But I'm not interested in talking about Cole Cole Irvin. So no, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. He can he can have fun in AAA next year.
1: Hey, look, I'm I I, I don't I, look, I don't knock any of the Phillies players because you know when they're wearing the pinstripes, I back him. them. And
0: All right, yeah, that, I usually I. I do, too, until the evidence is overwhelming in the, uh, in the opposite way.
1: <laughs> and then, then i off. off. Yeah. And, and, and like you said in the podcast, in your podcast yesterday, if, if, if they let you down in fantasy baseball, which many have, they're also way down.
0: And uh, you've, yes. you've really
1: got a vendetta against them. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I relate to that a lot. There's a lot of random huh. baseball players that I just despise for costing me some really important points at the time. And I don't let it go. No, I'm me... very competitive when it comes to fantasy baseball. Um, so um, the bullpen uh, and Nova oh, big signing
0: Nova as well he, um, he t- oh, had I, that I, one in I, there I, last
1: night Whew, I'm surprised you didn't
0: leave with that I thought that was going to be the lead of the podcast Ivan
1: Nova for one million We <laughs> could have really saved like, I, like you guys were saying last night Like, did, did we need to really that could
0: have no, gone we, did, did, not, not we gone... did not need to uh, sign Ivan Nova that's, that's the official position no did not that, need to do
1: that, it, but it, it it's interesting again. And with the rotation, what whew, we've got a a Jake Arrieta hole, and it's not too hard to no. improve that hole. Um Spencer Howard, what what Spencer Howard? I I in a perfect world would have a nice rotation, and he can go to AAA and work a few things out, and then come back like many have in the recent years, and come back. A more confident better pitcher however it looks like he could be in the rotation to start off with what do you what do you reckon do you you, i don't know many people saying last year he didn't look quite ready you know got found out a bit as well do you think triple a would serve him right first or do you think he will be in that rotation and he's gonna he's gonna be throwing the deep end again
0: you know it's it's a good point you know triple a could be a good thing for him but i still believe in him and and I, i really because he came up last year and it was so weird because he would be sitting like 94, 95. And we've seen Spencer Howard. I mean, in the game, he threw the no hitter in, in single a, I want to say two years ago. Like he was still hitting 99 in the ninth inning. Like he, he is not a guy that just loses velocity throughout a start. And that was the weird part about him was he would reach the fifth inning and it'd be like, Oh, he's completely out of gas. Like what yeah. is wrong with Spencer Howard? So in my eyes, I think he's going to spend this offseason really dedicating himself to getting in shape, building up the leg strength, all that fun stuff. And sure, AAA might be a decent place to start, but I just, I, I trust, I trust Caleb Cotham with him because I think, I think Spencer's one of those guys that um, is also into the data stuff. Um, I think he's going to work on that curveball, hopefully. I was not a fan of his curveball mm-hmm. last year. I thought it was just to get me over pitch. Um, and I think he's going to start using that slider more. But really, it's going to come down to, to get using the fastball to get ahead um, and, and holding his velocity through at least the seventh inning. Because um, there's far too many times last year where he'd be into the fifth and it'd be like, all right, he's down to 92 miles an hour. Like, what's, what's going yeah. on with Spencer Howard? Yeah, gassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I just think that I, I have trust that he will get back to where we need him to be. He didn't really have that track record in the minor leagues of losing v um, maybe that was just because he had, I think, I think he came out that he had COVID um, early in the process. So that could have set him back from a, from a leg strength standpoint. Um, I, I fully anticipate that with a full off season and all that stuff, that he's going to get back to where we need him to be. And, and you're going to see the prospect that a lot of people, including myself, believed in. Yeah. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm still in on Spencer Howard. I'm still well on Spencer Howard. I think last year was a learning curve, but like you said, Caleb, I've got a lot of faith in Caleb. He's a brilliant, one of the best pitching coaches, and the pitchers we have complement him, and he'll complement them. I think perfectly. I'm, I'm, I think we're going to have a better pitching rotation and bullpen for the addition of Caleb alone, and then let them, what we bring in behind that.
0: With, uh, with there, a hundred percent.
1: What do we do with Vince? <laughs> it is another oh. thing. Do we? I think. He, and I've, I've said it for the last two years. I think he's better off in the bullpen. Get a fire one two innings out of him, and I think he could be a great addition. But I think what doesn't help Vince is constantly moving him from rotation to ballpen to rotation to bullpen, and not having not knowing his role because it does affect players and I, it affects him because I think he's a I think he's quite a uh, what's the word he's a very confidence player without a doubt. And when he's been pulled around to and from and things aren't going his way, I think he let things get to him. So where would you put Vince? Because I think we need to tell him, look, you're either there or you're there and done. And just let him get on with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having <laughs> a having a uh, having a set role is always a is a good thing. I thought that for a while, but it, it does seem to work out more. It's just like who's the better fifth starter option right now? I mean, I know it's I don't I, I wish it wasn't the case. Believe me, I can't stand watching Vince Velasquez starts. I don't. I say it every year. I'm not watching Vince Velasquez start. Like I just, I can't do it to <laughs> myself. Like I'll, I'll tune in when he's out of the game. Um, it's just like the, the five innings, 110 pitches, and taking forever. It's just he makes baseball unenjoyable for me, which it says a lot because I love baseball. <laughs> so, and, 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 he, to...
1: and yet when he first broke in, you had that incredible game where he
0: full he game
1: and all those strikeouts. Yeah. That was a daytime game. I watched it here. I was like Vince Velasquez, this guy. This guy is going to be it, you know, and then it just, what happened? Where did Vince go? And now we've got this, this guy who we saw last year who just, he, he, he looks like he just didn't want to be there as well. That's the thing that bugged me. It's like Vince doesn't even want to be out here at the moment. Oh, it's just, what's going on with him?
0: What bugged me with with him last year is you saw in, um, you saw in the inter squad games, he was flashing a pretty decent cutter, and, and I bought into it. Franzen bought into it. We all bought into it because it, it's when it comes to pitching, you need to have something that can get the ball off the barrel. And Vince has a very good fastball. It's a, it, I, I like Vince Velasquez's fastball a lot. I don't like his secondary pitches at all. I think he has a curveball. It's fine. He doesn't know how to fully spin it yet. It's another thing that Caleb Coffin can hopefully, hopefully work on. Um, Changeup is fine. He, he developed a nice little grip on it last year. It worked. But for him... The cutter to me was so massive because it got people off his fastball. It would be, it would look like a fastball out of hand. And the last like 30, you know, 30, not 30 feet, but last 10 feet, (laughs) it would, it would go, it would, it would dip and it would get off the barrel and would get people off this fastball. It'd be 91 off of his 95 mile an hour fastball. And that's stuff that can, that can get you through a ball game. That's how you're not pitching five innings and throwing 110 pitches. That is, that is getting yes. you through the 7th inning. Like that's that's yeah. pitching. Like my problem with Vince is that it's it's throwing not pitching and it's not thinking it through and it's not it's not growing from that standpoint. So, I would love to just throw him in the bullpen and just say, "Hey yeah. man, yeah. guess what you're going to do now? You're throwing 100 you're going to try to throw as hard as you can and give me two innings throwing as hard as you possibly can. It might take an hour to get through those two innings, but <laughs> damn it, you're going to give me those two innings yeah. and we're going to get through this together." Him starting is just never going to work. It's not going to work, yeah. and I learned that last year when he ditched the cutter for no reason. Yeah, the the, the, project, the project Vince starter
1: is, is is done for me as well. Like, just put him in the bullpen because if he does start throwing hard and having up command, his confidence is going to grow. He could be as sn- like I know, and people are going to be going, oh, he's he's big up Vince again, but I still believe, and it's will be the, probably the final year before he gets. Uh, DFA'd that Vince could be a valuable bullpen piece. I'm gonna keep banging that drum. I, all right, uh, <laughs> I'll uh, hold, it, I'll hold you to it. Hold me to I I to, I've come on Vince this year, please don't let me down, because everyone comes back up going Dave, you, you're right. Vince has really done you over again. It's like yeah, I know, I know, I know. I don't know why I like Vince. I, I think it's because of that game where I saw him with all his strikeouts and he got me. He, I don't know. He got my hopes up. Another one that's just. <laughs> Crushing me inside, <sighs> uh, but yeah, Vince, Vince, bullpen, Howard, Eflin, uh, Wheeler, Nola. That's a good, ro- that's, a, that's a good rotation. I, I tell you what, it's sneaky good. That,
0: yeah, well, it's so funny because it's probably the fourth best rotation in the NL East. Like, that's how good yeah. the NL East is, <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah, I, mean, I, I, oh, I, I yeah. like the Phillies rotation a lot. Like, I think, I think Howard takes a nice step forward, Eflin. Eflin's weird. You know, I I, I like. I really was encouraged last year. He finally started getting some swing and miss, started to figure out how to use that 95-mile-an-hour fastball and, and all that stuff. Um, and I, was, I always liked, I just, I love watching Nola. I love watching Wheeler. But I truly enjoy watching Zach Eflin because I, I feel like we think the same way when it comes to pitching and trying to figure out how to get batters out. Um, so I, I'm encouraged by him. It's just that fifth starter spot. And I know it's not, the, it's not the most important thing in the world. You know, if you have a good one through four, um, it kind of takes care of the rest. But the fifth star spot spot's going to be massive. And I, I, I hope their plan is not Vince or, or Nova, You know, I hope, that, I hope, <laughs> hope <laughs> no, that... oh, God. Yeah, I hope there's one, one, more, one more trick up Dave Dombrowski's sleeve. And honestly, it, the track record of Dombrowski is he loves starting pitching. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if he tries to make a move for one more guy.
1: Who, who would you have in that free agent market? Because uh, Oderizzi would, would do a job, right? Even, even Tanaka would, you know, for a, for a fifth starter. I don't think they would yeah. come here to be fifth starter. But, uh, you know, did, I'm looking at the free agency. Paxton's still on there. Porcello. Adam Wainwright. Oh, no,
0: no, no. We're not doing Mark Porcello, Dave. He's not allowed. No, you, you definitely...
1: Uh, <laughs> I knew that would
0: trigger. Couldn't be more out.
1: Even, even, even ahead of... Even behind he Vince...
0: I would take one year of Vince Velasco's over Rick Porcello. <laughs> I cannot stand Rick Porcello. He's the worst Cy Young winner I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe he won a Cy Young. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it Tanaka would be awesome. But it seems like he's going back to Japan. Um, I actually, at this point, at this point, just bring me Cole Hamels for a year. I've fought it for yeah. a long time. I've fought it forever. But like, it's a fist starter job. Like, I, for me, for me, if they hand a fist starter job to uh, Julio Tehran or Anibal Sanchez when you can just pay an extra two or three million and, and get Hamels here, pay a little bit more, bring in Paxton, pay a little bit more, get in, get in, get Tanaka in here. You know, even take it like, why not try to do a bounce back Chris Archer? I mean, I think Chris Archer's probably bad, but like, I, why can't we try that rather than, yeah. hey, let's just go into it with, with Ivan Nova and Vince Velasquez and all of that um like taewon walker is still out there i love taewon walker just, just come across his name just looking now yeah walker's still out there felix hernandez
1: is still but but hernandez is done no, right. he's no. done isn't he i saw him last year and he just didn't he looked far beyond the player he was jared yeah. Eikoff.
0: i'm just kidding
1: that's not i was gonna say like, are we gonna go there
0: no no, no. you're not off, but, but like the point is is there's legitimate talent out there and yeah, yeah i think i think they would be i think they would be making a mistake just settling for the rotation that they have right now because because really if you can add a, a legitimate fifth starter it just it, it just helps everyone kind of settle down and you don't have to feel like no last to go out there and win every time after um the fifth starter goes out there and and just for our viewing pleasures just yeah. no offense no offense <laughs>
1: Yeah, pl- please, Dave. I don't know. Well, well, you've carried the you've carried this franchise for the last uh, last couple of weeks, so you, we know he's listening.
0: I know, I know. We need to get you to a playoff series. I mean, the the oh. the new goal of twenty twenty one should be get you to a playoff series because you've never experienced it, and uh, that sounds miserable. Do you know how it
1: hard it was watching the Marlins in the playoffs last year and not us? I don't
0: know, especially with six hard. playoff games.
1: Yeah, let's not talk about six though. Like, uh. I'm done with the 6-0 stuff for now. No, no JT sign. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. I don't care. All right. Because <laughs> that hurt. That hurt last year. And then all the Marlins fans over here. They've got a decent UK fan base. And man, getting ripped by the Marlins. I know. It hurts, Jack. Jack, no, it hurts. And...
0: It's a new low. It's a new low.
1: You know, Braves is bad enough. But... Right. Oh, man but we're gonna the playoffs like everyone tells me the stories citizens bank park is rocking the rally towels it's experienced like no other philadelphia goes all out for the playoffs yeah i'm just sat here going yep yeah, i just want a plus 500 season <laughs> i just want to experience some winning baseball i want to be as soon as we get to the playoffs i'm i'm there you know i booked october off again and depending on covid and all that but uh jack i do a Oh, you're on a UK podcast. Do you into any British sports? Any British sports teams?
0: Uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> like soccer. I don't, like, so I don't get the soccer thing. You know, I can't believe people... I know this sounds crazy because you, <laughs> you stay up forever and watch the Phillies at night. I, uh, I can't believe people wake up early on like Saturday and Sundays and watch the Premier League. I think it's crazy that, uh, that they, they literally kick teams out of the league for having bad years like the the relegation thing that,
1: that, w- that, that is such a common like people like talking to american sports fans they it, it blows my mind having grown up obviously here all my life and right. being used to relegation and promotion in all sports that it doesn't happen in america and, and american sports fans can't get their head around it so like, some some love it and some hate the idea and it just it blows my mind because i'm so used to it and for me it's weird not having relegation promotion in American sports but that's I I love the, that's why I love the difference in it it's something completely different but does it yeah. does it blow your mind the whole relegation promotion it,
0: it absolutely does i think it's i think it's awesome like, i kind of wish we did it here but it it wouldn't really work like you can't just have like the no, iron pick no. take over for the phillies <laughs> <laughs> <No>. like, <laughs> like it, just, it'd be, it would be horrible for the sport um but i think i think it's an interesting idea um and i think it's cool that they do it I can't believe they even like, started in the first place. Like, how do you come up with the idea of, like, you know what? This team's so bad, we're not <laughs> even going to let them play in the league next year. Like, what, how, does that, how does that happen? How is that like an idea? I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I went over to Ireland a couple summers ago in like, right. 2016. I watched some cricket matches. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. I was told cricket was a lot like baseball. And I said, no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. No, don't, don't let anyone ever try and tell you otherwise. It's not. I can't, I can't get into cricket.
0: It's I, I, I have no idea how it works. So, um, no, I like, you know, I, 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 like the, I like the World Cup when it comes to soccer, but I, I don't I don't follow uh, other other country sports like I follow the ones here. You know, I, I, I can't have too much bandwidth. You know, I'm already all in on all the other teams. Uh, yeah, I, I know
1: exactly what you mean. It's yeah. literally when the Phillies are on, it's literally six months of my life dedicated to losing a lot of sleep and following the Phillies inside and out.
0: <laughs> for, a, for a 7.05 game, what time is that? Free? Is it like midnight? Midnight, 5 past 12. 5 that past is, 12. So that it's, is crazy.
1: Yeah, so on, if we've got work the next day, if it's a midweek game... It's, it, it's 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 going to sound weird, Jack. Let me take you through the routine of following I would in, love,
0: I would love to. Hear the in routine. this country,
1: right? This is a very familiar story for a baseball fan. in This country, you get to eleven o'clock, and you think, oh, "I'll go get an early night. I'll get I'll be fresh for work tomorrow." And then we you tell me you're ready for bed. It's quarter past eleven, half past eleven. You think, mm, feel start in an hour. Could maybe watch the first inning. All right, I'll I'll, I'll stay up. I will watch the first inning. And it snowballs, Jack. It's, it's yep. quarter past two. You're in the seventh inning, and it was a close game. You're like, I can't, I've I've gotta I have i got to i got to see how his resolves. And I tell you what, I'm not the only one, but so many people wake up with their phones on their faces while they've just fallen asleep and just not managed to, to stay awake. But it's it's tough. The weekend games are fine, you know, no work the next day. I'll I'll happily drink some beers and stay up, but it messes with your sleep, messes with uh-huh. your your mind it's 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 so it's weird it's surreal like the early so, games are, are godsend
0: so would you say like uh would you say last year right it's like two thirty a.m and here comes like brandon workman or heath Embry. like would you <laughs> yeah. be getting curious at two thirty in the morning
1: yeah and, and, and do you know what that's why it had even more because you knew i knew what was coming i knew we we're gonna blow the game i knew the bullpen was gonna let us down brandon workman uh, I, 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 I've never swore so much at a pitcher. Even just seeing his face, just, just made me angry. I had this reaction of, and I'm a calm guy. I'm, I'm relatively laid back. But Brandon Workman, I don't really want to see his face again because I think I'll get triggered. It's just, oh, I can't. It's just, just heartbreak I hate. No, I don't want to talk about him because he's making me so mad now.
0: I know <laughs> you're getting all, you're getting all worked up over there. We'll, getting we'll move, up. we'll move subjects. We'll move subjects but then yeah, you, have, but, so you must have no chance for the West Coast games, right? I mean, because the West Coast games, yeah, they're like well, 5A. Yeah,
1: I'm saying that. It, it, that. That's a role reversal. So, actually, I prefer the West Coast games. sometimes I sometimes get early for work. So, when we're playing the Dodgers or uh, the, the Giants or anyone over there, what, the games start? What, quarter past 3 a.m.? Some 4 a.m.? So, I can set my alarm for 5, and I know I can watch a good... From the seventh, sixth, seventh inning onwards, so I can I can have breakfast and and watch that, and I'll go to work early and catch catch the rest of the game, and go literally then go straight to work. So the West Coast games aren't too bad, but some of the hardcores here who support the Dodgers and the Giants and the Angels, they they watch every West Coast game like they're uh-huh. they're, they're, they're crazy.
0: But the good yeah, thing is,
1: if it, if it goes to extras, it overruns into like seven, eight a.m. over here, so it's. We call it we call it bonus breakfast baseball, you know, and that, that's cool. But it that, doesn't usually
0: And I know, I know, I, I just... I think that stuff's so cool. Like, obviously, growing up here my whole life, I never really had to worry about it. And that's why, I like... That's why I like watching the West Coast games more, because that's what... I think the real fans stay up for the West Coast games, and I feel like it's, you know, me and, like, a hundred other people that are locked into, like, T-Mac like at 9 a.m. Or, <laughs> at, uh, at like, 12 or 1 a.m., so... Okay. It, it it makes me
1: laugh so much, Jack. When people on Twitter, on my timeline filled with, oh, it's so late. It, it it's getting past twelve. You know, this game yeah. is still going. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, guys. <laughs> you know, it's 12 five a.m. five a.m. You know, is that it? But it's it's good. No, I wouldn't have it any other way, mate. You know, I baseball has. It's so weird because before 2012, I had no interest in sport. I I was one of those sad to say, stereotypical. Oh, it's just like rounders, which you get a lot over here. And it wasn't until uh, I was in Philadelphia traveling. I was traveling the States and I got to Philly and fell in love with the place. There's something about Philadelphia that really resonated with me. You know, I, I like it's, it's, it reminds me of where I live. It's a very working class proud city. The people are proud. They love their sports. I was like, oh, this, this city's for me. I like this. The food's great. I loved old town where I stayed. I stayed in a hostel, hostel in old town. Loved it there. Loved the people. And then the guys at the hostel had spare tickets for the Pirates game. So "Do you want to come along?" I went, "You know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll see what it's all about." And I love my sports, and I love in- I love finding new sports. And I got there, Citizens Bank Park for the first time, and look arounds like, oh, uh, Link, uh, Eagle Stadium, Wells Fargo, Xfinity Live, Citizens Bank Park. Like, wow, this place is incredible. Like, I've just got here, and I'm like, okay, this is this is me right here. Awesome. And then I got inside the ballpark. Like, well, like because stadiums in the UK, you can't walk around a whole stadium. You can't go and watch the games in different in different zones, you know, different stands. You, you sat in your seat and that's it. So the novelty of going around the whole ballpark up and down and round and round was just amazing. And then uh, the atmosphere was was so cool. I had a very patient woman who sat next to me and explained all the rules. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, OK, slow down. Slow slow down because this is overwhelming. And she she, she to be fair, to her, she talked me through it. And Chase Utley came on, hit a home run, everyone went crazy. And I saw a lot of the back on a lot of the jerseys around the fans that they had Utley on the back and Howard and Rollins. And I don't know. I just I just as soon as that home run, then I saw the reaction and what baseball and the Phillies meant to the fans. I could tell straight away the passion, which was what got me, the passion of the fans. And I was like, Yeah, this is cool. And the Phillies lost. There's a sign of things to come. Yeah. But but the next day, I did the this, this ballpark tour. I was hooked. I did the ballpark tour. I did the two games after that. and uh, then went home and just studied Philly's baseball, their history, saw the YouTube videos of the World Series run and the good days. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is me. This uh, this is my team. This is my team. And I've been back every year since, uh, except last year because of COVID. And I, I just feel like Philadelphia is my second home. I love I love Philly. I love the sports teams. Phillies is literally a big part of my life, and I I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Uh, that see that's that's stuff I love. I I, <laughs> I love hearing that kind of stuff. And also, like uh, I I remember the Utley game very well because uh, he hit that home run off of James McDonald, uh, yeah. and I was at uh, that was my senior year of, of high school baseball, um, and I just remember like getting the no- notification on my phone where it's like oh Utley comes back and immediately. Hits a home run. It's like, all right, they're back. Phil's going to run. They did not go on a run. Um, <laughs> no, so no, they didn't. that did not happen. But uh, yeah, that's that's a cool story. And and next time you come, we'll definitely be able to hang out. We'll do a we'll do yeah. a high crossover.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll be I'll be completely down for that. And hopefully, um, hopefully, Jack, you'll come on. You'll come on more often. We'll make this a thing. We'll get you on.
0: Yeah, we'll have you on. We'll have you on. I Hopes when you're when you're planning on, on making making the journey over, and we'll oh, do a yeah. we'll do a little crossover episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Then I, man, I would just sit there smiling the whole time, listening to you and James, and just just ask me a question. I'll just be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you guys say. This is this is cool. No, that's awesome. Um, quick questions, Jack, from the viewers. I oh, think no, you forgot. Quick questions from uh the 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 listeners.
0: Let's do it.
1: I'll, uh I had the page already and now it's gone. Oh no. It's it's coming. It's coming. This is this is pro, this is slick.
0: Yeah, this is we're 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 filibustering here. Uh
1: <laughs> That's it. uh okay, so Dave Lewis says, Do you think there'll be fans in Citizens Bank Park this year? What what's the vibe in Philly and in stateside about fans going to baseball games? Because we don't really get too much of that info flooding through. People that I talk to are a little bit unsure. Uh, every state seems to be different, every city seems to be different. Do you think that Philly and Philadelphia as a city will be letting fans in early, or do you think it's going to be later in the year?
0: Uh, I think the MLB, the MLB owners are going to do whatever they can to to make sure that there's some fans in the stands. You know, they were talking a couple months ago about how oh, we're going to push back opening day because we want everyone to be healthy and every, every player get the vaccine. We don't have to worry about that. And it's like, yeah, I, I get you want well, your players to be healthy, but I always viewed that as no, we want to get fans into the stands, yeah, and we want to make back the money that we lost last year. So I don't know if it's gonna be opening day, but I would say by October next year, it seems like um, there will be some fans in the stands, and um, hopefully by that point there'll be you know enough to get a sellout, and hopefully the Phillies are, are making a run. So I don't know if opening day is realistic, but I would say at least you know halfway into the season.
1: Yeah, it uh, needs fans, like. Watching the playoffs was was hard anyway, but with no fans, it just wasn't the same i just didn't just didn't really engage with it uh, probably cause I was still in a vile mood from us missing out and I just wasn't interested but did the, the fans make the playoffs like when uh, when Bautista hit that home run in that seventh yep. inning, yeah what made that for me was the play call and the the noise like the cameras were shaking the atmosphere, and you know that's what's that's one of the most non Phillies iconic moments for me watching playoff baseball especially um because i you know, obviously a bit experienced with it but that really drew me in i was like oh my god imagine about citizens bank park imagine if that was bryce harper in that moment oh i get goosebumps thinking about it like just the the incredible atmosphere so yeah we need when it's safe to do so hopefully hopefully soon we'll be having fans back uh jim Michael hatton says also, when do you uh, plan on getting high hops beer to England?
0: That would be uh, a dream. Uh, <laughs> to figure to do that. And when you when you come over, uh, when you come over to the States next time, we'll, we'll take you to the brewery. We'll get you some high yes. hops. Sure. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I don't know. We're, 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 we're literally just selling it out of our out of the brewery at this point. So uh, the UK would be a big, big step. Uh, that, would, <laughs> that would be that would be fun, but not not at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's such a small. It's a, it's a very small production, so um, nothing too crazy yet. But I appreciate the interest.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Jeffrey Branch says, "Will with Archie Bradley in town, will there be competition for the closer role of Hector Naris Sort of covered it. Do you see Neris having a chance? And if not going well, Bradley moved in because I think Neris will start as as the closer.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, Girardi would love to use Archie Bradley as like a seventh eighth inning guy that's going to come out and. Uh, kind of put out fires, and then let Naris kind of handle the ninth. I don't think he wants to use him as a closer. Um, I think he, he kind of wants to use him as a uh, a multi-inning weapon. So, um, yeah. I would say day one, Naris is a starter. But obviously, it could change because Naris can be up and down.
1: Absolutely. Now, Oscar, who... Now, you know he branched out to UK. Oscar in Sweden, who is oh. a regular listener. Oh, yeah. Stock... I think it's Stockholm. Don't hold me on that. Uh, Oscar you know, Wolf but,
0: uh, wait, so... Uh, inside the inside the, the podcast for a second, I have uh, on our on our tracking thing where we post the podcast. It tells us where people are listening from, and there's always someone from Sweden, and I'm like, who's who's listening? This who's is, listening
1: is, to this he's podcast your man, Sweden. Awesome. He's uh, he's at the Oscar uh, C E L. That'll be him, Oscar. Yeah, Love because it. I have the same. I know I know who it is. Uh, he says, uh, and obviously he listens because this is a high hopes relevant question. Do you ever have problems with your back carrying this franchise jack
0: it is it is getting tougher by the day um i would say that my back is hurting me more because of my uh my gut you know they say that the the gut the the bigger gut weighs down the back and it creates problems that way um but you know i have been running so hopefully the the gut is starting to, to simmer down and then i can be more focused and be stronger to carry this thing on my back i don't know i don't know what the next move is you know if if i get good if I get good info on on maybe like a McCullers trade or something, they'll have to put the pressure back on the team. But you know they signed JT, so they 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 get my my blessing here for a little bit.
1: Yeah, you were so in on Simmons last night. you had you had me. And then I woke. The thing is, I read, I listened to a podcast before I then saw the Simmons news, and I was like, I was so up on Simmons. Like, yeah, Simmons is coming. And then I yeah. literally put on Twitter, it's like, oh. oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And that was that one. Uh, that was the first, the first one I've been like really wrong about in a while. I was, <laughs> I was, I was pretty sure he was coming. So that was, a, that was a surprise.
1: You had me, Jack. You, yeah, you guys, sure. you guys had me, and but but don't worry. You know, the JT and uh, the Sam Fold and and actually Bradley makes up for that. Don't don't worry. We'll we'll put that we'll put that under the carpet. Forgotten.
0: Yeah, yeah everyone uh, forgets that one.
1: Finish yeah. Pictures Union says could you just tell him thanks for eating the shoe it was absolutely disgusting that he did but it really showed his dedication to the team and the city absolute king moment
0: right do you do you remember that moment
1: i don't i actually don't uh,
0: okay so uh so as you well know i'm sure i kind of like nick pavetta
1: yes oh yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah and uh he made me look bad for about 2 years and in the middle of I want to say, yeah, no, it's 2019. It was before the Dodgers start. I said, I'll eat a shoe if he goes seven innings against the Dodgers. And what does he do? He goes seven innings against the Dodgers. <laughs> and I had to put my freaking shoe in my mouth. It was, it obviously didn't eat a shoe, but I physically added it in my mouth. It was gross. And then Pavetta threw the complete game against the Reds. And I was like, oh, sweet. So here we go with Pavetta." Uh,
1: I was there for that series. That was at Sitten's yeah. Bank Park. I was there. Yeah, that was the highlight of my trip.
0: It was a um, highlight of my life of the Pavetta <laughs> League game. So uh, and,
1: then, and then and then then I thought, well, this is it. Pavetta's back. Here we yeah. go. And and then it just didn't work out. No, it did not. Uh Maddie, uh Maddie One iron says, What other sort of cost this one? What other low cost starting pictures do you think the Phillies should sign to push Vince to the pen? Please yeah. not another year of Vinny in the rotation. We hear you. We hear you, Maddie.
0: Yeah, we we, we talked about that a, l- a little yeah. earlier. I still like uh you know, I still like my uh, I don't even know who my guy would be. I I guess it would be Paxton. Like, I just like the idea of bounce back Paxton and then Tanaka. But I I would I literally I would sign Hamels. Just 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 for the one reunion, whatever. Just 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 bring back Cole for one year and you know, let him finally retire the way he's wanted to retire.
1: Yeah, as a as a Phillies legend, in a standing a full Citizens Bank Park, standing ovation for his final outs. Yeah, I I agree. That'd be a very fitting way to to, to for a good career that he has had. Great career.
0: Uh, well, especially if they're not going to make the playoffs, at least give the fans something to cheer about. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. we didn't make the playoffs, but here's Coles Hamill's final game. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah, I don't want to think about missing the playoffs. I'm my, I've built my hopes up again. I said I wouldn't do it this year. I said my feet are on the ground, and I, I, I still think we won't. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know. No, I can't. Oh, I don't know. I think about it way too much. It, <laughs> I lose sleep over this stuff. Are we're gonna make it. I think we can make it. I tell you what, though, every single series game, NLE series game we have is is huge. You know this. The, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like you said earlier on, how competitive this division is. I love it because every series against against the Mets, against the Marlins, the Nationals, the Braves, it's all going to count double because we're all going to be taking games with each other and we're all going to be in there. Uh, what are you expecting from Spencer Howard in 2021? I sort of covered this as well. Would ha- oh, we've covered that. We've covered that. If we, if we sign Diddy to a two-year deal, do you think he could play third base or second base in the second year of the contract? and we still get one of the big-time uh, shortstops in the 2022 free agency.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Um, there's a lot of interesting dominoes that they sign to a two-year deal because there's the one thing where it kind of takes them out of 2022, but um, from that standpoint, they could still sign one of the big fish and make him the second baseman, and the team's better. Also, if they sign to a two-year deal, I mean, they could be looking for a and Stock trade this offseason. I mean, like sure, two years from now, Stott would be ready to go and whatever. But um, two things on that is that one, um, Stott's gonna be like 25 by the end of the contract, 26. Like mm-hmm. he needs to be ready to go. I, I think he'd be ready to go after next year, but whatever. Um, and second, like or you sign for two year deal, keep Bryson Stott and just make him the second baseman because um, there's not it's not a, a hundred you know percent that he's a, f- a full time shortstop uh, going forward. So. You know, maybe they maybe they signed D to a two year deal, um and they but and they figure it out, but there are certainly some domino effects from from uh that, that possible sign.
1: Jack, that's that's a wrap.
0: All that right. Is,
1: that is it. Any I know you like to do it on high hopes. Any final thoughts, Jack? I've always wanted to say
0: that. Uh, any <laughs> final thoughts? Uh I have nothing for you at the moment. <laughs> oh, what a letdown! I know it's such a choke job by me. All I can say <laughs> is uh, to the to the United the United Kingdom listeners, uh, thank you for listening to I Hopes. Thank you for listening to Dave. Uh, if it, it, you are representing us well over there. Thank uh, you. Keep doing your thing. Uh, my wife has been dying to go to London, so hopefully, if I can make that happen, I don't know how close you are to London. I don't know. Pretty the... close.
1: I'm only an hour away, so that's cool. All right.
0: So so if we can make that happen, that would be great. Hopefully the cities play over there and we can do a high hopes London edition. And then obviously when you come over here, uh, we'll do, we'll do it up big. We'll have high hopes nights, all that fun stuff. And uh, I, I, I thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I loved hearing the stories about, uh, about (laughs) you becoming a Phillies fan. I'm sorry. It's been so miserable, but there's a reason why they have uh, uh, the most losses in the history of baseball it's outside of two spurts it's been a, it's been a rough go of it um don't worry we won't let it we won't let them stay down for too long uh the, the the fan base is here to stay and uh it's just it's cool seeing seeing fans from across the country or across the world become fans of this team and uh yeah I, thanks for having me
1: jack it's been an absolute pleasure uh, please come back on again let's, let's try to make it like a, a monthly thing let's uh, catch up with jack
0: yeah, I mean listen, if Alex Carr is, is 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 throwing it is giving it up, I guess someone has to pick up the pick up the pieces.
1: Right. Uh Jack, thank you for your time. And honestly, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Finally, it's been it's been overdue. I've been mean, I've been wanting this to happen for a long time. I'm really happy we've done this. Guys, uh thank you for listening. Please, uh, as ever, if you've liked what you've heard, subscribe. Give us a nice little rating. I don't have to, not put any pressure, but it, it does help. Uh, and we will see you very soon. Thank you for listening. Um usually uh, I do it with Alex, but Jack, ring the bell, buddy. <laughs> and then, and uh, then you yeah. and then you say ring the bell. No. <laughs> no,
0: well, I, I didn't know how I didn't know how the ending worked. I'm sorry. I completely blew it. <laughs> oh, then I, I blew this.
1: <laughs> let's go again. So but, so what happens, Jack, is I say to Alex, ring the bell, and he'll go, ring the bell, and then we sign off. Okay. again. Right.
0: right, let's, do it again. let's right. do it again.
1: That's a wrap, guys. From me, it's ring the bell. I'm from Jack. Ring the bell! Yes!